there's an allergy to anything that looks familiar. People are like, whoa, this kind of looks like a organization. And it's like, yeah, we didn't like build what we have for thousands of years across like billions of people by accident. There's actual like reasons for the way it works. And if there's a reflex that if anything looks familiar, we can't have that. It's totally misguided and untenable. Hi, everyone. This is Growing Web 3, a podcast that uncovers the growth stories behind the most successful crypto, DeFi, DAO, NFT, metaverse, and play-to-earn ecosystems. I'm your host, James RT, and each week I'll be sitting down with founders and experts on Web 3 to pick their brains and learn about their growth stories. We'll discuss strategies and tactics to understand how they've grown Web3's billion-dollar protocols and communities. So whether you're in the midst of your own growth story or just getting started, this show is for you. Subscribe and join us each week as we discuss Growing Web3. Growing Web3 is brought to you by Hype Partners, the leading community management and marketing agency for Web3 organizations. Hype is a global agency of 120 marketers committed to supercharging Web3 ecosystems. Go to www.hype.partners to learn more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Growing Web3. I'm extremely excited to have with me today, Zero X Justice. I actually discovered um, him when kind of going down like a rabbit hole and trying to think about how DAOs could actually operate better or more effectively. And I found like an absolutely incredible article he wrote called Rethinking the DAO Contributor Funnel. Um, so yeah, you describe yourself as a DAO operator. Uh, maybe you could tell, tell everyone a little bit more about what that means. Thanks, James. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Love talking about this stuff. Um, I use the word DAO operator because it sounds cool. <laughs> I, I think in terms of like there's uh, SWAT teams or there's a certain level of um, special operator, like it's a Delta Force. And mm-hmm. um, it, the, the, the lines connected when I read an article, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was from Peter Pan, but it was one of these DAO thought leaders where he talked about the summoner. This, the Dow Summoner is the ultimate destination, mm-hmm. and the idea is like a de- like a Delta Force. You could be dropped in the jungle with no army, no backing, and then a year or two later, you've created your own army and done this thing. And effectively, that's what these operators like. Businesses want to transition, take advantage of the whole Dow construct. They need someone mm-hmm. who knows it that they can drop in, and then the, these things come together. And so that's why I took the operator. As far as like my day to day operations, I'm a governance solution engineer and bankless DAO. Mm-hmm. Um, I get so spread out. I got to put this on a card these days, right? Um, <laughs> a summoner for Particle DAO. It's a museum mm-hmm. DAO that purchased Banksy's Love is in the Air. Um, uh, Polygon DAO grants committee, Ethereum adoption DAO co-founder. That's a project of Polygon, and then WGMI. Um, uh, it's a service DAO out of Meta Cartel Ventures that's doing community management as a service. So, between being overextended by a thousand on all that stuff, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so I, I love that. I love that concept of DAO summoner. I think. Um... I think the first time I came across it was like 2018 or 19 when Amin 
from uh, Moloch Dow was talking about it. And I think then Peter from um, Peter Pan created Metacartel Dow with him. Um, but yeah, it's always been, it's always been, yeah, the, the highest, uh, the highest honor to be the Dow summoner. Oh, so, yeah. Cool. And I'll say, I'll say I'm working on a, um, like a, 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 tr a skill tree progression path. And the mm -hmm. idea is you start as a contributor. How do you mm -hmm. contribute in a DAO? That's a unique set of, you know, knowledge and resource and all. You move to coordinator. So you know mm -hmm. how to coordinate many individuals. Then you go to an architect. Like many people are trying to do DAO operations or the architecture. It's destined to be mm -hmm. a flaming fire hellscape right mm -hmm. and then from there like you once you've designed the game you need people to show up and play it that's where you get into the summoner and that introduces lore and all the 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 common enemy the moloch the god of coordination failure all these factors come into play so it's pretty neat awesome love that so yeah i'm like super obsessed with this article you wrote because it was like all the things i've been thinking about like in marketing and growth, you have like funnels, right? Everyone's talking about funnels, sales funnel this, sales funnel that. And I was like, okay, what do like DAO funnels look like um, from user all the way through to like a core team member? And then I was like playing around with different ideas um, and, you know, researching different DAOs. And I read your article and I was like, damn, he's like written exactly what I've been trying to think about, um, but in a way better way and way more clearly. Um, so maybe we can just kind of like, I think everyone who's listening should firstly get up that article. Um, it's called Rethinking the DAO Contributor Funnel and have a look at the diagram that essentially has like the different levels. Um, and yeah, maybe we can just go through them. We can talk about like, so the kind of the entry tier to a DAO is the users, right? This is this is one there's a there's a I think there's a there's an insight here that a lot of people are missing and they think that mm -hmm. the DAOs are like, you know, a reinvention of space time and not a natural evolution and continuity of what has come before. The mm -hmm. whole idea, of, at least many of the factors, is um, they're actually built on previous movements. And mm -hmm. I think the DAO evolution is built on an obsession with the user and the mm -hmm. idea of no space between the business and the user and providing them what they want. Right. And what it's what it's done is it's it's DAOs are making it have come so close now that it's like, dude we are the users we've turned our users into the 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 community the driving force of this thing right so it starts yeah. with um users that's the public yeah absolutely so that's like the public yeah i guess community layer or yeah user would you and this can be like i guess someone who's just joined joined the discord or is using the product and then they've just they entered in and joined the Discord. I would say this. I'd make a distinction between the community and the users because yeah. you look at it this way, right? I use Apple products. Am I part of the Apple yeah. community? Absolutely not. 
right? And so if we were to mirror this to Discord, because a lot of people use it, I have a, let's say Apple has a canonical Discord server and I have a problem. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why I'm not able to select text and iMessages properly or something. I could go there. The first level is there's a public support for users. I come in and these people need to be happy. They may be there. Maybe they're even the holders of the stock. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and this this is another distinction we don't make so much. Like I hold the Unitoken. Am I a part of the Uniswap community? Absolutely not. Am I part of the DAO? No way, but I hold it. I have an interest, right? And the idea is like, make your users happy. A segment Mm -hmm. of those users will want to go deeper. They will actually Mm want to have a voice in the future development of those products. They'll want to be in that inner circle. And then that introduces the first gate. Okay. And so the first gate is moving from users through to community. Yep. And then what, what hap- what's happening at the community level? So they'll have like a, a shared tool like Discord. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll just, we'll, <clears throat> we'll imagine that this entire funnel exists on Discord, but at every level, mm-hmm. what we're doing is we're saying, um, you have showed a greater interest to go deeper. So we're going to ask something from you and we're going to give you something in exchange. And we're going to mm-hmm. unlock a greater access. At mm-hmm. this point, um, DAOs are many of them, can't say all, but many of them are totally messed up. One is there's no product, so they don't have users. And two, if they do have a product and they have ener- energized people, they're not distinguishing those who people who have casually entered the server and those who actually want to have some commitment or access to a community. Um, and here's here's the reason why you need this uh, this gate and it to cost something to, to enter. Right. It's because running a community is not free. Mm-hmm. And in every level of the contributor funnel, there should be a return on investment. There has to be a return on investment because that money is used to refine and perfect the experience of people on that level. And so mm-hmm. this idea of like, I want to join a community, I'm purchasing a passport. Maybe it's a recurring, a season pass or whatever. What's the advantages of this? Basically, I'm going, it's the fan club. I'm, I'm getting the next level experience. Um, and some people, uh, one group, uh, block zero, they have an explorers. Do you want to be an explorer? Mm-hmm. Here's the onboarding at the end of the first month. You do, you, you, you sit in on all our meetings, you, um, you know, quietly you observe, and then you can do a presentation on like uh, what could be an improvement proposal or something like these are your fan club explorers type still. Awesome. Awesome. So. So yeah, I guess the, the key thing there is you need to contribute something to Dude. become a community member. And then when you've become a community member, it's all about more contribution and then you're moving through the layers. Yes, yes. And this um there's a there's a broken relationship. It can't be all upside and no downside. Because here's mm-hmm. the thing, you invest in a a a good experience at every level of the funnel. That investment mm-hmm. costs money. It's also a service to your participants at that level of the funnel for them to have something to lose if they don't come through mm-hmm. on their investment. Um, mm-hmm. 
in the simplest way at the at the explore at the community level, maybe the investment is like, hey, there's some money up front and, you know, you get paid in these, you know, you can you are eligible to pick up bounties. These yeah. bounties have a payment. And so you do have a downside because you didn't pay a hundred dollars for this season pass or whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. Just sit around on your hands and dork around. You paid. Now you have a vested interest. You have maybe you have a much greater upside, but there needs to be both, frankly, as a service to the participants, as well as for the sustainability of the program that is providing yep. this, you know. Absolutely. I love that. So, yeah, I think a lot of people in the space think like DAO should be completely open and completely free. And I agree with that to an extent. I think all communities should be completely open and completely free. I kind of agree with it to a very small extent, actually. And I'm very much with you that I think people should show some kind of commitment or contribution or investment because then that will like help them engage more. So I quite liked, um, so like proof, uh, was an NFT community of like big NFT holders, the proof pass, it didn't start off expensive, but it became extremely expensive. Um, Don't rub it in, know, man. I was told about yeah. it and missed it. So careful, dude. I'm still feeling the pain over here. <laughs> you know, but people, people, people who bought that pass were like extremely invested in the success of that community. Um, and yet it was, it was like founded or summoned by a big influencer. So, you know, there was a lot of hype around it, but I think it really meant that everyone's aligned from day one, right? Everyone's like, okay, we're here for a reason. Let's do this. Same with like, yeah, board apes and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, I quite like the membership pass idea. Mm -hmm. I really like the season pass idea. Yep. And then that brings you into like, you know, it gives you the opportunity to yeah collect bounties, um, work on some like small projects. And after that, like say you become a contributor, then you're moving to the next stage, right? Now here, here's one thing, um, uh, you know, even, even during the times of turn down there's one dow that like kills it um mm -hmm. it's a it, it, it nouns dow nouns dow's yeah. killing it and so like for 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 so many dows and i'm telling you most you mention a season pass or any type of recurring costs and people are like losing their minds like you're robbing their house okay mm -hmm. um but we should be drawing from the insight of a auction auction mm -hmm. kind of pass system um it, Think about too, as the value of the network grows, you need to maintain um, a scalability using like a Dunbar's number, like optimum mm -hmm. size. Okay. You can do that through an auction mechanism. And so mm -hmm. there's something to be drawn there. Right. And yeah, so I love that. So, so, so this takes us to the next stage. Another mistake DAOs make is they're like, oh, um, we're just going to, we're going to bounty the whole world. And mm -hmm. this is it. It it it, it kind of makes sense naively. You say, "Oh, here's what we can do. We want to do this thing. We're going to build a spaceship. Instead of paying ten people a million dollars to do it, we'll we'll break out everything that needs to happen in these bounties, and we'll give everyone like ten dollars in governance token. It's not even ten dollars. <laughs> just like governance token. By the yeah. end, we'll have a spaceship." We'll have had to pay nothing except internet magic money, and it's going to be incredible. No wonder this thing is awesome. Let's do it. And it's, it's so naively wrong because 
it's impossible, like the overhead to decompose complex work into small pieces mm -hmm. is more than one skilled individual doing it. And you don't have the upside and downside built into it. And you lose a continuity uh, of delivery. And now that's not to say that bounties are worthless. That's another extreme. Bounties are amazing because what they do is they vet talent. Mm -hmm. You don't need to talk to someone for an hour and try to be a mystic and guess whether they're invested, capable, mm -hmm. responsible, right? You can look at a bounty history. So a person has come in, they've moved from just a customer to a community member. They really want to be involved, make an impact. They've entered the Explorer program. They're eligible to pick up bounties. The bounties they pick up, they kill it. They see it mm -hmm. from end to end. They don't do the bare minimum to like get the bounty. They're, they're, they're like, they're invested. Okay. Now this person has, has they've gone through the vetted process. They can uh, uh, apply at the, at the governance level as a contributor. Now think mm -hmm. about it. There's a, there's a difference now that's happened between someone who picked up one or two bounties to someone like, listen, it's, it's almost like they've, they're entering into a retainer type of, of talent pool. This person mm -hmm. has talent. They're eligible to be on a team. They've, they're full blown a uh, contributor status. And I would argue this is highly controversial that this actually constitutes the circle in your DAO of governance. Having a bunch of randos try to decide on the critical issues of the operation, your operations is busted. Mm -hmm. One, they're mm -hmm. not engaged. They're not informed. You need a, a governance circle that says strategically, this is the, this is the right thing. And what you can do is if you're if you're using a governance token which collapses both a, a currency and a kind of of a, a governance ability, what you can do is you can still have that token, but you can modify it by this gate. So let's say this mm -hmm. gate is some special badge. You can say you need this badge to vote, and then you have a weighted voting with our governance token on it. So you don't need to abrogate what you have, but you can modify it. And effectively it's um it's a similar version of a delegated governance, you know. So awesome. Super cool. Super cool. So when you get when you get through that gate, you become pretty much like a core or not a core team member, but you come like a team member with voting rights. Well you're you're right? a part of the DAO. You're part of the you're DAO. Part. You you have the rights. Um <clears throat> Um, yeah, yeah. And then there's, cool. you know, this is what makes you eligible now to basically be a core person on a team, you know, and I, mm -hmm. I'm distinguishing team from contributor because, um, the way teams operate is so important. It can't just be lost on like, oh, I'm a contributor. I'm here. Like I have mm -hmm. governance rights and all this, like, um, I believe that there's a there's kind of a, a different version of bounties that's applicable at the team level. That's not yeah. like, oh, we did this little ticky tacky thing, but like we delivered, we have a certain monetary unlocks for 2.0 went out. And if the mm -hmm. team like fizzles out or whatever, they don't just like knock at the unlock, but they have like some stake assets that are they can lose as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. Now that's really interesting. Yeah, the team, uh, the team should be fully, 
fully invested. And I mean, I think a lot of DAOs, like they considered like the team really like core contributors and they often, you know, give them like full-time packages essentially. Um, and I think that like helps align people. Cause I think, yeah, I see like contributors more as like, yeah, freelancers, gig workers, picking up different tasks, helping out, doing bounties, but they might not have like a recurring income and it mm -hmm. might not be their main, their main thing. Whereas yeah, I see team mm -hmm. often, you know, often the team might be, you know, working across a few DAOs, but it's much more, it's usually much more structured. At least, you know, they know that they're yep. contributing on like a regular basis. Yeah. And, um, that's, it, there's a, there's a, it's just a, a, almost all my writing is a result of pain. It's not like, oh, I have this idea. It's like, listen, I've been so pissed about mm -hmm. seeing this broken BS for so long that I cannot help but write it. And there's a little bit mm -hmm. of acid in my expression of it. And so it was pain that produced these thoughts, right? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so um, it, one way to think about this too is – uh, it, as a funnel should be, it's a true kind of nested circles getting closer mm -hmm. and closer. And so it's not as though, oh, I'm a contributor over here or I'm on a team. Like a contributor kind of constitutes every person mm -hmm. uh, in the in the whole – in the whole like everyone on a team, everyone who's capable of being on a team. Um, but I remember I was going to say um, this idea too that like everyone can just be like part-time all over the place. We're producing crap. You know what I mean? It, it's 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 not it's not the way. There needs to be a commensurate upside and downside, and sufficient to completely capture a person's attention space, so that what what can be produced is um, mm -hmm. orders of magnitude better than even what could be produced in the Web two space. Why? Because it's it is unpermissioned in the sense that it's the best people in the world, regardless of laws, HR finances this is the this is the unlock not having randos show up to your team meetings have a night that joined the dow yesterday that have ideas on how things should happen that is not the way that's busted you know <laughs> i i agree i agree it's 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 intense like i i love that some DAOs and so, a lot of the community want to be super open mm. but there's like openness with structure and i think it, it, that's that's what's missing in a lot of like you know, a lot of new projects start. They're like, woohoo, we got like 50,000 people in Discord. Then they're like, everyone come to the first DAO call. And then it's like a mess. And you have people with like, you know, who are spending all day working on this protocol or product. Mm -hmm. And then you have someone who's just turned up with some wild idea. And it's like, <laughs> let's do the wild idea. And they're like, yo, that's not going to work. Yeah. Um, and they kind of get equal footing. And I think like that's also something that I, I found quite difficult, like participating in DAOs is that some people have like maybe a superiority complex mm -hmm. on some things, like they think they know best, that's fine. But when they don't necessarily have like the contribution to back it up yep. and some people who are contributing a lot, maybe they're just not the loudest voice in the room. Mm -hmm. They won't like, you know, have their voice heard because they just want to, you know, build and go along with it. Mm -hmm. And so you see this weird dynamic form where, you know, someone who's just more loud and aggressive and there um, is kind of getting their ideas pushed through and others who are maybe, you know, more introverted 
don't see that. Um, whereas if you looked at like, you know, if you base things on who's contributing the most, you'd always go with the person who's maybe more introverted, but building more. So yeah, I think that's definitely, definitely something to fix. And I mean, as you said, with your like levels, you definitely fix that because the team is only comprised or like decision makers are only comprised of people that have contributed a lot. And so, yeah, that's how I really like how you separate out these levels and the gates are so important. Um, yeah. The, the, um, <clears throat> the thing is, is um, DAOs can and should be uh, permissionless, right? Mm -hmm. But what does that mean? To me, that means that they can operate in a way that's indifferent to location in the world, who mm -hmm. you are, what's illegal, whether you even have a legal identity, but no one endorses or can for long an unmitigated, unqualified permissionlessness. Hence, the contributor funnel is the distinction between pure chaos and mm -hmm. a completely closed system where you need a certificate from the state and this is how much you have to and have to and you have to live here and live in that. It's like the contributor funnel is the solution between those those two extremes. Yep. But, you know, me just showing up in Kevin Owaki's meeting today with some new ideas, that doesn't work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And I'm glad, I'm glad that that's, that's more, people being more vocal now about that because I think during like the bull market, we had crazy times where a lot of stuff just worked and a lot of crazy ideas and huge communities kind of worked because the market was great and number was going up and you know vibes paid the bills <laughs> but now we're, we're at this time we're in this time where the market is pretty harsh you know treasuries aren't as big as they used to be there's not as much excess capital mm. so DAOs are really starting to think like DAO operators like yourself I'm sure starting to think about how do we make things more efficient mm -hmm. um, and how do we pay the bills and vibes aren't paying the bills we need to mm -hmm. go back to really providing value to the users, building out these core services that, mm -hmm. you know, bring revenue or, you know, whatever else the DAO's doing. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that's really something that's shifted the last, say, six months. And so I think, yeah, it's even more important now than ever. Because, um, I mean, you wrote this in February, this article, and it was still pretty good times, right? Like yeah. this is pretty high, <laughs> um, but now is when I feel it's really needed. That everyone needs to really focus on this. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I remember, so I actually interviewed Peter Pan for this show. Oh, wow. Maybe around, around six months ago. Uh, maybe, no, maybe that's maybe like three months ago. I don't Dude, know. I'm Time super is... honored to be on this show now, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, he, he, you know, his, his like the main takeaway for me at least from that episode was he said like DAOs are like they're pushing a product or service they're the, they're this operational model mm -hmm. um and i think that's something we kind of forgot about in the bull market mm -hmm. like there was some really awesome special purpose DAOs. yeah but now we have um yeah like they're managing billion dollar protocols and we're getting to a point where you know that needs to be done more efficiently yeah. And, um, so yeah, frameworks like yours are super awesome for that. Yeah. A few, a few things to call out is like, there's an allergy to anything that looks familiar. People are like, whoa, this kind of looks like a organization. And it's like, 
yeah, we didn't like build what we have for thousands of years across like billions of people by accident. There's actual like reasons for the way it works. And if there's a reflex that if anything looks familiar, we can't have that. It, it's totally misguided and untenable, unsustainable. Like, oh, well, mm -hmm. we're doing it different. The car has five wheels. And it's like, that's not, that's dumb, right? The, 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 the term Tao is, is so associated with a certain kind of philosophical uh, or, or like what I actually am more attracted to the programmable organizations. Mm -hmm. that idea gets my kind of brain tingling a little bit more. You can't use it so much because people don't know what you're talking about, but mm -hmm. th it's indifferent to, oh, well, big tech is evil and we're doing something different or whatever. I'm like, I don't know. If you don't like Facebook, don't use it. They're not like forcing you, you know? I mean, like, they provide like a really valuable connection point and then sell ads and whatever. If you don't, just don't use it, okay? So the programmable organizations I like, and then the other thing too, people were like, well, this kind of, this feels like work. I don't want work. I'm not want Dallas for work or whatever. I'm like, if you have, if a person has this deep resentment towards any productive activity called work and they're like, don't want to do it, that's a personal issue they have to work through. Me personally, I freaking love my work. My work is fun or else I wouldn't be yeah. doing it. I would do something else. And so anything that's like, hey, here's when we meet. Here's when we talk through the issues. Here's what we're trying to produce. It's a positive impact on the world. It's also financially sustainable. I freaking jam on that stuff. I love doing that. And, and, then, um, and then lastly, you mentioned you were like, hey, you need to get by on more than vibes. I would add one caveat on that. Unless the vibes are the product, in which case... There's work that goes into ensuring those vibes sustain back yeah. again. We're back to a business model. How do we facilitate that? What are the right people? What's the right context and the patterns? And maybe that's one aspect of the product, right? So. Love that. Love that. Um, so I, I think I'm going to label you as like a Dow realist. <laughs> Thank you. Cool? <laughs> Thank you, my friend. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, because yeah, I love, I love how candid you are, um, about the way things operate. And I mean, yeah, you're, you operate in a lot of DAOs, so you really are at like the front lines of understanding, um, how these things work and all the things that don't work. So I want to ask you like a few quick fire questions. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you were, if you were getting started today, what DAO would you join? You get to go, you get to go straight to team level. You get to like jump in straight to the team level. Oh, well, that's a very different d detail at the end. I would say this, um, uh, shape shift shout out Willie Fox. Um, shape shift is a, is it went from a standard company to Dow transition and they're actually further mm -hmm. along than many Dow's because they started from, they, there's a true progressive decentralization pattern. They they're hitting on all cylinders, man. They are deep. They're connected. They're doing cool stuff. I freaking love shapeshift. But here's the thing. Do you want to go somewhere where they don't have that much problems? Because there's less upside. Think about it. If you want to go to a place that's an utter shite show, there's greater upside because if you can solve some problems then there's opportunity to build a reputation and do some stuff. Mm -hmm. If you want to go to a place where there's like big issues to solve and opportunities to solve them, bankless now. 
Bankless style. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, I know, I know Bankless has crazy opportunities because oh, yeah. of how big their audience is, right? Yeah. It's massive audience, massive narrative, like extreme need to make deep changes in the tokenomics and the structure. Yeah. Very difficult to make them. But if you put in the time and the effort, it's there, man. And so those are my yeah. two. Like it is, it, it's a trade-off. Do you want like structure and clean? It works great. Shapeshift or like a Gitcoin would be awesome, right? If you want uh, the mayhem and all the chaotic creativity and the the reputation ability, like gotta go with BDAO. Amazing, amazing. Very, very good answer. Very good answer. No, okay, if you well, want, that, if you want to jump to the front of the line and you got a bunch of yeah. money, go straight to a Meta Cartel or Moloch Dow, you know. <laughs> of course, of course, they're the OGs. Yeah, they're the OGs. Mm. Okay, so, um, okay, what Dow do you think will be most successful in five years' time? Five years. Yeah, or what one do you think will still exist and have grown and? be going crazy like i i want something like nouns style to still be going mm -hmm. and still have these crazy auctions in five years i mean i want that to happen i don't know uh for the five-year mark man i'm gonna have to come back to like the 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 the, the protocol dows the protocol dows mm -hmm. why because I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the term decision space okay People in DAOs, they want to be like, oh, we have an unlimited decision space. If you want to like start a dog park that's DAO themed, like ask for a grant, we'll give it to you. Okay. The greater the decision space, the more the liability and the more overhead. The tighter the decision space of like, we only decide on the interest rate at the, from the protocol. It's easier to manage. There's more longevity, like there's there's stability there and it has to survive because some of these protocols, if they fail, dude, the entire ecosystem implodes. Mm -hmm. So they have 100%. to survive. Yeah. 100%. Shout out MakerDAO. Yep. <laughs> cool. Very cool. Okay. And then last question. This is one that's very specific to this show. So if you had to be CMO, head of growth for a DAO, which one, which one, which one would you go for? Do you go for an easy one or a tough one? Head of growth. I, well, it's, it's, it's a real trick question because, um, uh, do you pick a DAO where even such a position could exist? Mm -hmm. Because in many DAOs, it's it's even impossible given their structure for anyone to have that job doesn't exist or can exist. It's it's a real strange thing. Um, so I, with that in mind, I would probably pick one that has extreme um, um, a big budget. And when I say we should do something, we actually do it. Awesome. Okay, that would I would it'd have to be a community like that, and I will tell you exactly what I would focus on. I would one hundred focus on vampire attacks. The the vampire attack at at the at the layer zero with the people, like basically mm -hmm. basically looking, knowing not just the contributor funnel, but like every the the CRMs are going to become. Uh, Customer resource managers or, 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 or to or relationship managers to community relationship managers, right? Knowing what do people hold, 
what are people holding in the public? Um, communicating and offering some advantage to a segment that's not in your community to come to your community um, with their resources and providing some advantage. So the Dow vampire attack and, and, and leveraging that kind of pattern of tool as an in feed to your contributor funnel, that is the, the growth hack nuke that is not happening yet. Oh, I lost your audio. Thank you. I'm mute. So you oh, like, okay, cut that. Okay. We start again. So you just jump in and say, Hey guys, I've just like tripled the size of our DAO. And they're like, how you're like, well, I just vampire attacked these three other DAOs. Yeah. Like, now, now they're our DAO. Yes. Like, okay. Yeah. Thanks. I guess. <laughs> Okay, well, look, awesome. listen, Growth everyone wants to, attacks. what's that? Growth through vampire attacks. I love it. Dude, love it, it. It, 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 it's it. Um, Safari Club, shout out Safari Club. Um, mm -hmm. They're basically a cohort based onboarding and it's growth hackers. Many of them web two growth hackers talking like what applies yep. in web three and how do we take in web three back to web two. Just sit, just join one of their cohorts and listen into the meetings for a couple of weeks and you'll come away with like crazy ideas. Awesome. Awesome. I need to hit them up. I've read a lot of their articles and mm -hmm. I think they're super cool. So, um, yeah, I need to hit them up for sure. And yeah, I mean, I actually have a client who is working, we're working on a vampire attack strategy, um, which I mean, I think it's going to go pretty well, but if it goes really well, it might cause, cause, uh, yeah. Some, I mean, there, some, there's uh, some moderate drama, let's say there, there's a there's a negative way to view it. There's also a positive way. Here's the deal. Mm -hmm. We want the entire ecosystem to survive and thrive. And so even doing something such as saying, guess what? We modified our governance. Now everyone who holds this other token has governance weight on, on our on our governance. Mm -hmm. it, it may, maybe that's a kind of vampire attack, right? Um, you know, I guess it's, it's a vampire in the sense that you're, you're uh, incentivizing people to take their liquidity, their contribution, their time and come over and contribute it there. But here's the deal. If you're providing some productive output or some benefit and you're not saying you don't need to leave where you're at, we're just saying if you want to come in um, – you know, maybe combined with a, a DAO to DAO meta governance, like uh, 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 partnerships and stuff. So I do believe in uh, composability over competition, collaboration over competition. But um, at the end of the day, you have a vision you believe in, you're engineering around. If you can incentivize more people to come in and contribute and participate, then then go for it. And people are free agents. They'll do what they want. But the, framing it in that way, I find real interesting. Love that. Love that. That was, uh, that was an awesome answer to, uh, the final question. Cool. A lot of people struggle with that one. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you so, so much for coming on. Um, it was really awesome to chat. How can people find you, get in touch with you, um, join your DAOs? Ah, uh -huh. <clears throat> um, I would say uh, Twitter's an easy one. I go by 0xjustice.eth all across the space. My, uh, my actual Twitter handle is singularityhack. And um, follow on there. 
And um, yeah, I, I write on Mirror and some different places. I'm actually trying to down downscale my commitments, trying to do fewer things better, you know. And um, but ultimately, what I'm interested in is uh, not cat herding, but architecture mm-hmm. in a way, because the ultimate the ultimate ability here is to design such a system that then when you turn the faucet on the incentives right right incentives eliminate the need for coordination and mm-hmm. they 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 re- eliminate coordination and replace project management with a mechanism design so that's the stuff i'm super interested in so you know uh so yeah reach out and ping and we'll talk or write something together or whatever amazing amazing i'm gonna ping you something that i want to write or i've written but cool your expert i cool. So yeah, thank you so much for coming right. on. Take care. Thank you, James. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of Growing Web 3. You can see the show notes and all the resources mentioned in today's episode at hypepartners forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening again. And be sure to hit subscribe to listen to new episodes first. Growing Web3 is brought to you by Hype Partners, the leading community management and marketing agency for Web3 organizations. Hype is a global agency of 120 marketers committed to supercharging Web3 ecosystems. Go to www.hype.partners to learn more.